Let's do it. They want us to do it right now, John. Yeah. We just did this song about two or three weeks ago, but for those that didn't weren't here then, we're going to do it again. Pardon me? You remember, John? Oh, you wrote it. I wrote it, but I don't remember. That's the worst one to remember the one you wrote. Sorry, had to get situated here. <laughs> Takes me a pair, pair of glasses to see anymore. Can make it, Lord, without you. But my world crumbled down all around, around me. can't make it, Lord, without you. But you showed me a way to carry on. And I guess I thought I'd be happy, Lord, without you. Every road I traveled was full of misery. Can't make it, Lord, without you. You showed me a way to carry on. With the power so great, he always loves me through each 
him every day He watches over me Good morning. Isn't that great? Thank you, John, Tim. Appreciate that. You, without you, we can't carry on, but you showed me the way to carry on. What a great message that is for each of us. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our guests, especially today. You're very important to us. We're glad that you are here today and uh, welcome you to our family this morning. Uh, let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets. Uh, we have that on each row. If you wouldn't mind taking that and filling them out and checking the appropriate box on there, we would certainly appreciate that. A uh, few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. First of all, let me say thank you to uh, those who served at the Salvation Army yesterday. Uh, that is a wonderful ministry, and we thank you for participating in that ministry. And uh, you are doing God's work when you do uh, that type of work. Uh, we have something special taking place right after the worship service today. Our children's and our children and families will be having a picnic right after the worship service, and I hope you've come ready to get wet because we have uh, water games, have an inflatable out here, and uh, it'll be full of fun and food and uh, wet time. So I uh, hope you'll stay and be a part of that. Uh, I, I know the kids are, are very happy that school is just right around the corner, and you teachers too. I'm 
Sorry, Kim. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Virginia. <laughs> School is right around the corner. I know it's very close now. And uh, that also means that the uh, uh, Community Baptist Church Hoops and Cheers program is right around the corner as well. We'll be getting ready to gear up soon. And so we will need your help in volunteering to, to make this another successful year this year. So please be thinking of ways that you can help with our Hoops and Cheers program this year. Uh, we have a treat today. You have a wonderful treat. Actually, I have a wonderful treat today uh, because I'm not preaching. <laughs> We'll talk later. <laughs> uh, Kelsey Dunham is our guest preacher for today. And, of, co- of course, most of you know Kelsey very well. She's one of our own. She was raised in this church, uh, and uh, she is a very talented preacher. She did a uh, – the first sermon she did was several years ago at a, a youth event, a youth uh, uh, Sunday here. And uh, she preached a sermon, and everybody went – Really? Wow. I mean, she just she just blew everybody away with a very talented sermon, a very well thought out and, uh, and meaningful sermon, well beyond her years. And she has preached several times since then. And she is talented not only uh, with her preaching, but also talented in many ways. Kelsey is a born leader. And uh, we look forward to uh, great things from her. She has a very bright future ahead of her. And she will be heading off to Georgetown College in just about three weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks, something like that. And, uh, and she'll be starting her freshman year there. So we look forward to what you have to say to us in just a few moments, Kelsey. But before we move on, I would like to call Larry McDowell. Where's Larry? There's, there he is. In his regular place, of course. Larry, come up, and uh, he, he has a special presentation to make today. Good morning. It's great to see you all. It truly is. <clears throat> a little over a year ago, I sat out amongst you all, and I sat and looked, and I thought, what a great facilities we have to come to to praise the Lord. And I sat there and I looked up towards what I call the altar. And I thought, you know, there's just something missing. And that was the presence of the Word of the Lord. A Bible. Well, many of you, needless to say, have sat through some of my children's moments and seen some of the projects that I've made and here again, glorification is not mine. I just thank the Lord to give me the ability to do this. and I like sharing it with people. I truly do. <clears throat> Needless to say, I came to the office and I told Dottie, I said, Dottie, I want to make a Bible board. She says, you know, she said, that's funny, Larry. She says, I've been looking for a Bible for the church for a long time. And I said, well, that's great. We did struggle finding a Bible. With that said, Dottie, would you please?
As you see, I did not try to match the color of the altar. I felt like the Word of God needed to be to stand out so all entering our doors would know that we are the people of God in the Word. As you know, too, all projects that I do, I have a little synopsis about why I did it the way I did. <clears throat> the Bible board is made of solid wood, and there is no stain or misrepresentation of its own natural color. The center of the board is made of hickory, which is a native wood of North America. The reason I chose hickory is for the dark contrast to the outside of the board. The color of hickory reminds me of a unsliced loaf of bread, just as the bread Jesus Christ gave to his disciples at the Last Supper. The outside board is maple, which is also a native North American. To me, this wood color represents light, and no matter how dark it may seem, there's always light from God. The shell board which holds the Bible is made of paduke. It is only found in the rainforest. The red color of this wood represents to me the blood that Jesus Christ shed for us. The three crosses represents the day Jesus Christ was crucified with the thieves. The scriptures does not say which thief asked for forgiveness. So I have chosen the lighter cross, which is made of cherry, to represent the thief that asked for forgiveness and placed that cross on the right side of Jesus Christ. The other small cross on the left side of Jesus Christ is made of walnut, which is a dark wood. And it represents the thief that shunned Jesus Christ. Both cherry and walnut is a native wood of North America. Now we come to the most important cross on the board. This cross represents the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for us. This cross is made from Purple Heart. It, too, is only found in the rainforest. I've always felt that lavender and purple was a color we see during Lent. Jesus Christ died for all of our sins, and all we have to do is ask for forgiveness. May God bless all who sees this work, this board. As I expressed earlier, we had a problem trying to find just the right Bible, Bible to place on the stand. At this time, my mother-in-law, Lou Williams, has a few words to say. In 1945, my grandfather, Dr. W.S. Fallwood, I believe somebody remembers that, Velda, my grandfather gave to, with love, to IBT. Now that's been, whew, that's been a number of years ago. And it has remained at IBT all these many years. Well... Little, <clears throat> excuse me, little did I know that within a very short period of time, the Bible will be to me. And sure enough, I was given the Bible. Well, it's, I'm in that family, so, so that's the way that it read. Okay, 
So I have this Bible right here, and I had many, many thoughts. Of course, I was thrilled to the fact that I had this at home. Then I thought of Dottie and Larry and what they have been working on for quite some time. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just talk to them. So I was, the Bible, by the way, is very heavy, very heavy. You don't put it under your arm or whatever. But anyway, so I talked with them. And after a little bit of discussion and whatever, um, I said, whatever we do is part of the family. And I, I, I had a big family, but it's getting shorter and shorter. Anyway, I decided that I would like to do something about that. So my family was to be involved at this point, and my family is my girls. Amy, Michelle, and my granddaughter, Samantha. So now we are all a part of this family and a part of this Bible. So at this time, right now, along with my girls, I would like to say that with extreme love, we would like to give this Bible to the Community Baptist Church. Thank you. And let me say, on behalf of Community Baptist Church, thank you. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the Bible stand. Thank you for what that means, for the history of this Bible, and for the significance of the symbolism of the stand. It is so meaningful and so remarkable, and we will cherish it. So thank you so very much. We are grateful for, for all that you do and have done for us here. Blessings. Let's sing together our uh, gathering hymn, number 479, Children of God. We are the children of God. Let's celebrate.
are coming up on 12 years of our pastor being here. You may sit. (laughs) It'll be a short presentation. The first Sunday in August 12 years ago was Tim's first Sunday with us, and this is as close as I can get to it. So we've got a little token of our appreciation, our love for you. I've got this Tervis cup that has a Georgia Bulldog on it, <laughs> filled with cash for you and the families yeah, to enjoy. And I'm going to put it back there in the back while, you pre- while Kelsey preaches. So if anybody else wants to contribute, they can. But this is just a, a sign, a small token of the love that we have for you and your family and the thankfulness for the last 12 years. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Amen. it. Amen. Wow. Wasn't expecting that. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, you know, they say that time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> 12 years, I can hardly believe it has been 12 years that we have been here at Community Baptist Church. Um, And I can honestly say that it has been a blessing uh, all along the way. And so we are are so grateful for you and for for the way you have embraced our family and and, uh, brought us into your family. Let's pray together. Gracious God, you who empower us to be your people, we rely upon your Spirit. We recognize our need for you and and for your guidance in our lives so that we may be faithful people in the body of Christ and in this world. We are your hands and your feet, O Lord. We are the ones who minister to all creation as you have called us to do. And so we pray that you would help us to be those hands and feet with love as our mission. Help us, O God, to be agents of goodness before anything else. Let everyone everyone know that, that we are Christians because they see us engaged in activities of love wherever we are. Indeed, love for you and for our fellow human beings is the absolute calling in our lives. And so we pray that you would help us to live up to that calling. We are nothing without love. We cannot be your community of faith without love. We cannot be ourselves without love because our very nature is to be with one another and especially within the community of faith like ours. We thank you for the love that you put within our hearts. We thank you for the love that draws us together and keeps us together. And we know that without love, we would be constantly seeking only after our own self-interests. But your calling for us is higher than that. Help us to learn from you how to live as a community under you. Guide us to welcome everyone into our family of faith. Help us to see that everyone is valued here and that all have something to contribute 
to our fellowship and to our work together. Guide us to know that nothing else matters. No prophecy, no teaching, no scripture, nothing else matters unless we base everything we do on love. Oh God, you are the source of all love. So fill us with your love today that we may love one another as you have loved us. Amen.
make it over there. Just a moment. How are y'all today? You know it's the fifth Sunday, don't you? Because that means you have me. Glad it wasn't the fifth Sunday last year because last July the 31st, Mr. Greg and I were in Nashville, Tennessee, seeing good old Dolly Parton at the Ryman Auditorium, and it was a magnificent show. Now, you know I would but this is the 31st of July, and it's the last day of July, and I'm just glad to be here, as Miss Minnie Pearl would say. Today, I'm going to talk about my goat story. I have this affection for goats, and it kind of runs in my family. My brother likes goats. My Oh, not yet. Just a moment. My brother likes goats. My nephew, he even likes goats. And my father, and Mr. Denton, my high school principal, can attest to this. Right, Mr. Denton? What was my father's nickname? Goaty. So that is how... I have come to like goats. This past spring, I got to know this one particular goat, and you can show him right now. His name was Clarence. Clarence, unfortunately, ate too much and passed away. But they have another goat, George, that uh, will be at the downtown farmer's market. And I just love this goat. They do funny things. If you're ever bored or you're lonely or something, Google goat videos. And I guarantee you, you will get a laugh. Now, I think the Hudson's next pet is going to be a goat, maybe, to go along with Miss Judy's cricket, right? Well, I'm going to tell you a story about two goats that I was observing. They were going, one was going up a hill, and the other one was going down a hill. And they had this problem. There was only one path that they could go. The rest of the, both sides of the hill, there was rocks. And so both of the goats kind of down, got on both knees like they were going to lunge at each other. And both of them, they couldn't go any further. So they were, there was just an impasse. You know, they were like, they were going to charge at each other. And guess what one goat did? It bowed down totally on the ground and let the other goat Now, isn't that something? Sometimes in life, we've got to bow down. As one of the scriptures that I was reading said, every knee will bow to the name of Jesus from Philippians 2.9. And that's what these two goats demonstrated to us. One of them bowed down. And sometimes we've got to bow down and let people just run over us to proclaim our love for others. That is my message for you today about me and the goats and bowing down. Thank you very much. You can go to your children's activities at this point. Thank you.
thought I'd be done with this crime by today, but Sybil says it kind of comes in waves, so I'm, I'm having a hard time today. Sorry about that. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you to our family here. You've been very supportive uh, as we've gone through a difficult time with my dad's passing, and I just, we love every one of you. We do love everybody here. And this church meant so much to my dad. And uh, he had attended for a long time, but he had not accepted Christ until just a couple weeks before he passed. And I thank every one of you for that because your faith and praying for him is what finally led him to be able to, to make that decision and to accept Christ before he passed. And that is such a blessing to a family to know when your loved one passes, that that they have made that decision. So let us pray. Lord, I just thank you today for all the blessings for each and every person here. I thank you for all the talents that you give us. Um, Thank you so much for Larry McDowell and for him using those talents uh, to praise you and to lift you up, Lord. And I thank you for each and every one of those here that uses their talents and their abilities to to lift up their neighbor and their friends and those less fortunate, Lord. That's what this church is about. We accept all. We try to help all. And we love all. And we love you. And we just we just hope, Lord, that we reflect you in the way that you want to be, want us to reflect you. And please take these tithes and offerings and uh, take them within our community and just help us to continue that ministry. In your name we pray. Amen.
Our scripture reading today comes from Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This is the word of the Lord.
the last time I stood at this pulpit, it was three years and three days ago today to do this. I've been up here plenty of times talking since. I was becoming a sophomore and I was 15 years old. And here I am today. I'm 18 and I'm heading off to college. Mary and Tim joked about me doing this one Sunday at a Fellowship Cafe. And I thought that's what it was, just a joke, until I was like, uh, if he wants me to do it, I better ask. And he said, yeah, what's Sunday? So <laughs> I was like, well, I leave in a couple weeks, so here I am. I didn't know what I wanted to talk about or really what was important to talk about. But why not talk about the one thing that's really influenced me? And that was growing up in this church. I seriously did grow up in this church. We started here when I was in first grade. In 2007, our family became members of the church. I was baptized in February of 2011 and stood up here to give my first sermon in 2011 as a seventh grader. Seven minutes later, I sat down. (laughs) I've been to church camp with the youth and the children here. I've been through plenty of BBS and on mission trips, and I've made some great friends. I was raised in the church, but most importantly, I was raised by the church. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. A Sunday school teacher was leading a group of her children to the sanctuary for service when she was refreshing them on the rules of church. She asked the young young group, why do we have to be quiet in church? To which one girl responded, because people are sleeping. (laughs) I'm hoping to keep everyone awake today. So in our scripture from Deuteronomy, Israel is being commanded to learn about God's word and the law and to teach the information to their children from an early age. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols to your hands of your houses and on your gates. So basically, remind them and remind them often. It seems like that's all parents do, remind and repeat. Parents are the ones to command their children and to teach. They help them walk and remind them left, right, left, right. That's what my parents say to me pretty much every day. And they teach them to talk and to repeat the words that they want them to say and remind and repeat. And they teach them to eat right. My parents still do. Remind and repeat to clean up, to use your manners, to say thank you, and to be grateful. They remind and repeat all the important things in life. So why wouldn't they remind and repeat the rules of church or what it's like to grow up in church? As children, I was also reminded quite often what discipline was. I don't remember what I did to get in trouble, but I got in trouble, to which my dad said I had to go pick a switch when I got home. I worried the whole car ride, not because I had to pick a switch, but because I didn't know what a switch was. My dad wasn't going to tell me either, so I went in the house and I stood next to a light switch. (laughs) My dad then reminded me that it was to go get a stick out of the yard, to which I came back with like a little tiny twig, and I didn't get in trouble because he was laughing too hard at that point. (laughs) So my dad used that as a life lesson to remind me what discipline was, and I think after that I just had to stand in the corner or something. First Timothy says, he must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner for, worthy of respect. Parents lead by example, and they guide their children to do the same. That do as I say, not as I do, doesn't quite work when you're talking about your church. 
And then I started thinking, well, my parents did all that, but what about my church family? Church folks are my bonus family. They remind and repeat the rules of church, and I couldn't be more grateful. I can't think of one person in this church that has not influenced my life in some way or taught me a lesson in some way. All these kids are brought up in church, and being quiet just happens to be one of them. A six-year-old and her four-year-old brother were sitting in church, and the little brother, you know little brothers, got to giggling and laughing, to which the sister snapped, you are not supposed to talk in church. And being a four-year-old smart aleck little brother, he responded, well, why? Who's going to stop me? The sister pointed in the back of the church and said, you see those two men standing at the door? They're hushers. Children just know, and I'm sure her parents reminded and repeated that they were, it was important for them to be quiet in church. The power of prayer is another lesson that has been so far impressed in my mind that it's the first thing I think about when I'm asked to give a sermon or asked to speak on anything. But it is. It's the foundation for your church. The power of prayer is the foundation And parents remind and repeat that so many times to their kids. We all have those dinnertime prayers that every child repeats every night. And we have that bedtime prayer that mom and dad come in and say every night. But my favorite are the conversation prayers that we try to teach children to value. They want children to have a conversation with God, just like they would a parent. One little boy was overheard saying, Lord, if you can't make me a better boy, don't worry about it. I'm having fun the way I am. He was probably reminded, and it was probably repeated, to be thankful for whatever you're given. The Lord's Prayer is also a powerful prayer that most children are brought up knowing. And that's a hard prayer to grasp for any child. Our Father who art in heaven, Howard is his name. Or, and forgive us our trash baskets as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. Prayer is powerful, and some kids try their best to get it. But having a conversation with God is the foundation of any relationship, and that was instilled in me at a very young age. Why wouldn't you not want to impress that upon your children? And then we look at God, our bonus parent. He listens to those prayers. And just like a parent listens to a child or concerns or cries or thanks, God's there to comfort Parents remember leaving their kids at daycare for the first time. Oh, the tears they cried, the heartbreak from the parents, or the first day of school. I remember my first day, or first grade, or second grade, or third day, and I cried every first day. And I'm sure my parents were sad too, but I don't know how because I drove them crazy all summer long. The first day of school for every parent is the worst, and I remember Trevor telling me a story that he cried and cried and cried. And finally his mom started kissing the middle of his hand. And any time he got sad, he would put his hand up against his cheek. God gives us a kiss in our hand. Our kiss in our hand is the holes from his hand that he hung on the cross for us. Our God forgives our sins. Our kiss in the hand is God's forgiveness. Our kiss in the hand is shown by his blessing. 
our kiss in the hand is shown by his, our willingness to live for him and to instill values upon our kids. Our kiss in the hand is shown by our passion to impress these values onto our next generation. Our kiss in the hand is shown through our prayers. We turn to God's kiss in our hand, be it scripture or prayer. In the time of sadness, which many of us have had in the recent years, in loneliness, in confusion, in guilt, in acceptance, in thanks, and in love. And just like a parent or that bonus family, we are never turned away. And I will remind and repeat that. And just like children have separated from their parents, unfortunately, we sometimes separate from God. But like a parent, God forgives our shortcomings and welcomes us back into his arms. It takes a village to raise a child. We have all heard that. How true is it, though? I was lucky enough to grow up in this village. I was raised by my mom and dad and my church family. I may have had to do a little on my own. I was lucky enough to have this church as my second home. Usually, because if I wasn't at home, I was here doing something. I have stories to last a lifetime and bonus family to keep me company for ages and lessons that in plenty of years down the line, plenty of years down the line, I would love to impress upon my children. Train a child up in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Sometimes we take a detour or wander, but we always come right back to where we belong. Amen. Wow. You think she's got something uh, going there? Yeah, I think so. And we are very proud. We're proud of who this young lady is, for what she means to us, for what she's going to become and make of her life. And we are proud to be a part of the village that has raised this child. And maybe to have a little, a little something to do with what she has become and will become. Blessings, Kelsey. You know, this, this uh, service today seems to be special. There seems to be a, a spirit here today that has, has drawn us together in, um, in a number of ways. One thing, kind of right after another, has drawn us together in the bond of love. And what a great expression that is, the bond of love, because we are bound together with God in love, and we are bound together to one another in love. Let's celebrate that as we sing together. We are one in the bond of love. Let's stand.
We praise you again, O Lord, for this time of worship together. We praise you for drawing us together in your name in the bond of love. We thank you for your word that was proclaimed here today by a fine preacher. We have listened for the quiet nudging of your spirit. We have sought the the stirrings of you in our lives. And we want to respond to your calling to us. Help us to take courage and not be afraid as we step out in faith to the things that you will ask from us this week. May each thought and deed be guided by your Spirit. May our motives and intentions be influenced by the principles taught in your Word. And may our desire to be May our desire be to live in such a way as to honor and glorify your name. We go today with your peace. We go with your love. And we go with your hope. Amen.
Um, everyone is welcome to the afternoon balloon and water party. It's not just for kids. It's adults, too. If everyone wants to stay, we got plenty of hot dogs and chips and everything else. So please come. <laughs> 